and welcome to Midlifers, still daring to dream. It is your slice of midlife show where we measure memories, mull over moments and muse over matters of past and future. Do we infuse new wine into the old bottle? Do we discard bottle for bedtime? Is it now that we're really ready to rock and roll? Midlifers with Saloni. I am your show host Saloni Mehta and with me in the studios is founder Follow the Eaten Path, writer, traveler, foodie Romi Purkayasta. Welcome to the show Romi. Thank you so much. Wow, that sounds awesome. <laughs> But summing you up really is a challenge and I think everybody has that and they kind of say, "Romi, why don't you just introduce yourself because you have so many fingers and so many pies." So, do you think you want to take a go at it? Um, okay, let me give it a shot. So, I am a writer. I write on food, travel and lifestyle. I blog on all the above um and I I contribute to magazines newspapers do stories um I conduct food walks with some really interesting uh people I also do uh curated dinners lunches which are mostly based on a theme so I put together a theme the food the uh the paired cocktails or mocktails or uh what have you I'm already hungry <laughs> so what's cooking what's cooking um there's lots cooking in my kitchen so i actually skipped that bit because i cook a lot at home okay and i do a lot of cooking i love to experiment with different flavors and i keep trying different new things at home um my recipes are things that i kind of uh, get inspired um they're basically inspirations from some of the quick recipes that people uh put out there like big chefs and uh and uh tv shows and things like that so i um i take those and i kind of make them my own and i try and make it in as short a time as possible because i want it to be quick i want it to be fun and i want it to be exciting so that's where my food cooking space is So you would say it's rather exotic and so say dal chawal wouldn't be it um i actually love dal chawal <laughs> in fact dal is one of the things that i have every single day every so going day. by your mantra quick yeah. how does one do the quick dal just put it in the pressure cooker with a little bit of sliced onion salt and uh, haldi and that's it you're done is it good in the pressure cooker yeah yeah absolutely i'm fine with it <laughs> Actually, dal is such a versatile thing. You can do so many different things with it. You can put veggies in it. You can put a. Uh, you can put. You can put meats in it. You can put uh, fish in it. So, I mean, there are different options that you can do with a dal. Different things that you can do with a dal. So, I think dal is one of the most versatile things that you can ever cook with, and uh, probably that's why I like. I like dal so much because I think that I'm kind of like a dal. <laughs> I wear many hats at many different times. <laughs> Actually so and now internationally dal is all over the place yeah. lentil soup yeah, and what yeah, have you. Absolutely yeah. Um let's actually now Romi rewind right back into your childhood. Tell us about the early days and tell us about uh, what you wanted to be when you were 5. Actually when I was 4 I made my first perfect round roti. <laughs> <laughs> so my fate was sealed kind of right really? then yeah 
<laughs> because I, I was I would spend a lot of time in the kitchen because my daima, um, she was our cook as well as looking after me. She was there to look after me. And I would spend a lot of time in the kitchen with her because she could keep an eye on me and cook at the same time. So she would give me this little dough to play around with like parents do with all their kids. So I would play around with, with it. But the challenge for me was to make the roti as round as she would and I did it when I was four and that that sense of achievement is probably <laughs> what carried me through all these years. But is it something you wanted to be? Did you sort of choreograph your path or did you stumble upon it? No, I actually completely stumbled upon it. I, I never really thought that I would get into food in such a big way. Um, in fact, when I, was, um, when I was five, like you said, when I was five, I thought I'd be an engineer. And um, I was very good with uh, with fixing things. Mm -hmm. So mom and dad were like, yeah, yeah, she's going to be our engineer Beatty and all. So I was quite on track for that. But then I was very bad in maths. So I just could not cut the engineer uh, engineering tests and things like that. So uh, academics, I was always better in uh, English and uh, more the arts part of it. Um, although biology was my favorite too. More because of the teacher, I think. <laughs> <laughs> was it a hot young male? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, and yeah. where are these beginnings, Romi? Are they here in Mumbai? Or? No, no. Um, I was born in Guwahati. So that was... Uh, and that was where I was born, but we were at the at the time we were living in a small uh, city, small town, you can say, called Tinsukia in Assam. And uh, post that we moved uh, moved around a lot within Assam because Papa was in a, a transferable bank job, and every three years, four years, we would travel from one city to another, the the next one, and the next one. So we were kind of like this. Uh, our family was like a little gypsy family because we'd be traveling from one place to another, and up and leave, and you know, packing. As soon as you settled into one place, made some friends, suddenly you'd say, okay, we're moving now. So we pack up again and we leave. So on the one side, you were a little sad that you were leaving so many friends behind. But on the other side, there was always this excitement of meeting new people, discovering new places, exploring new things in a completely new new environment. And I think that's what the excitement that excitement of traveling, that excitement of exploring is what kind of stayed on with me. And that's what I love doing still. So enriching, it sounds. Um, you also have a brand new talking new. You have a new venture. You've sort of discovered the stage post 40. Yes, actually, that's um, not exactly true because what I I have been doing stage, but in a different format altogether. Okay. I used to be a dancer and I was uh, I was a professional dancer for 14 years. So right through late school, as in class 9, 10, and then on to, uh, uh, sorry, it was from class 6 onwards. Class 6 onwards, I would carry, uh, I had started learning dance and then I started performing immediately with this group called the Dancers Guild. And this was based in Calcutta. And uh, there was my Guruji, Dr. Manjusri Chaki Shorkar, and uh, her daughter, Ranjabhuti Shorkar. These two were my, they were my gurus. And um, 
it was it was a very very enriching experience because you had people from different walks of life people from different parts of the city and beyond the city of calcutta who would come there and the whole concept was to create a new language of dance while already having trained in a particular dance form so i was trained in bharatnatyam and i contributed bharatnatyam there were other people who were trained in kathak or odissi or manipuri or chau um there were folk dance forms as well so it was like contributing different dance forms and then finding your own language of dance and it was a beautiful creative process that we had and i did that for about 14 years but when i left calcutta and i went to melbourne to study that's where my dance ended and i and that is the one regret in life because i was never somehow able to pick it up again so stage has been very close to my heart but when i got this opportunity of going back on stage and this time as an actress i jumped at it i loved it and it was like a duck taking to water <laughs> because it was uh, it was uh, bharat dabolkar's uh, blame it on yashraj and he was looking to uh, looking to cast somebody as my husband's wife on stage <laughs> and um, and it, we were playing husband wife on uh, on stage as well so it was how does that work rumi yeah. so you're married to somebody and uh, you play their their partner on stage yeah, yeah. does that uh, work Well, uh, it worked fantastically for us actually because there's this you always have this thing that you can okay, do lines in bed. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> um but you know, you have all these little things which couples share between them where you have like you have these non-verbal expressions or or communications that you have where uh you don't really need to spell out what you're trying to say to your other half but you're able to communicate it with your eyes or your body language and the person understands so i think that little bit of that came out on stage as well so and the role that i was playing was uh, uh, was also of somebody who tries to keep the husband under check because he's a little out there and over the top and uh, so method acting for you <laughs> totally <laughs> Let your head down. Put your feet up. On Midlifers. Chilling with a wild, wonderful and versatile foodie, now theater person too, Romi Purkayastha. Romi, what do the years bring us beyond the lines and wrinkles? Which which you don't have incidentally. <laughs> Thank you, but no, I think if I look very closely in the mirror, there are a lot of lines and wrinkles and but I'm happy with them. I'm not complaining. But what the years bring huh lots and lots of experience but that sounds really boring so i'll break down the experience i think i'll say it brings a lot of understanding of people and because i'm a very people's person i think it enriches you uh to the extent that you you know and you understand where the other person is coming from whether it's your friend whether it's your a uh, family member whether it's your better half whoever it is it and i think that kind of makes way for a better relationship with each one that you meet because when you understand where that person is coming from what the context of that person is or what mind space that person is in then you're able to accept a lot more and not react instantly because there are a lot of times we tend to react to certain things and we regret it later on 
but um, with age comes a lot of these understandings is what i would say does uh, does the body begin to show uh, wear and tear is the body changing you feel of course of course uh, you get a you you get a nice neat belly it pops out from under your dresses and that's <laughs> not always a, a happy feeling um and you you need to work towards towards um and an image of what you think is right and i think that's very important because i don't believe in in looking at somebody is saying oh my god she's so hot and she's so uh, she's so fit she looks so good i want to be her i think that's very wrong i think you need to be your best and i think that understanding is very important so with age when you get when you realize that you can be your best and this is your best when you're able to define your best that is that is when you've arrived in life have you arrived yet i think i'm in a very happy space <laughs> That's lovely. What are the disappointments? Um I should have done a lot more a lot sooner. Really like yeah. what? I I should have done my food thing much earlier. Um I should have like I said I should have continued with dance. That's a big regret. Um I was a very good sportswoman. So I was very very good at sports. I should have continued with some sporting activity which I don't all I do is walk and yoga and that's about it that sounds uh, good um but I would have liked to do something uh, a little more team oriented because I love working with people or doing stuff with people so a team sport would have been a good thing to do so small disappointments not big ones what about love do you think that it's all fairy tales and reality is a letter no i think it's not all fairy tales but i think fairy tales to a certain extent come true and uh, there are disappointments along the way but it's all about adjusting your own expectations and managing the expectations of the other person so if you're if you are going to think about um your prince charming and if if you're going to have this defined image of your prince charming in your head your reality will never match up to exactly to that prince charming but if you manage your expectations you will you will get there 80% 90% easily done it's mm. not difficult so and you should be okay with that why not because you're getting so much more out of life because when you're looking about when you're thinking about prince charming it's you're not really thinking about the qualities of prince charming you're not talk you're not really thinking about whether he's going to be there when when you're sick and and uh, giving you medicines <laughs> or he's going to take your temperature or he's going to take you to the doctor or whether he's going to um, he's going to give you lend you a shoulder to cry on when re- you're really low and you're pmsing you know so these things you never think about when you form that beautiful image of your prince charming as you grow older these things sort of get added on and padded on to that image so true yeah and that's that's what makes the image a little more complete and what what you have in front of you is the complete image the complete person and not just the image of your prince charming and when you learn to accept that person into your life i think that's when you're in your happy space 
you seem pretty sorted. <laughs> Thank you. What about the new generation? What do you think of them? Um, I think there is a lot of confusion in their minds. I think they're, uh, I, I mean, of course, we were all young ones. We were all, we've all gone through the teenage years. We've all um, been through those uncertainties and the things about thinking about the future and thinking, oh my God, will I ever make it successful? And will I ever do good things in life? And will I ever uh, be accepted by society? And will I ever be famous, you know? But I think this famous part is something that people are focusing on a lot more nowadays. I think fame is a lot more important to people, to, to young people nowadays. Why and do you think this has happened? Is it social media? I think to a large extent it's social media. And um, and it's also to a large extent, and it's, it's like a catch-22 situation. Fame is very fickle. Fame is something that comes and goes. Which is why when you become famous, you want to make the most of it. So if you have a small window of fame, you want to be using that window to the fullest extent. So people who are becoming, are wanting to become famous, they want to make the most of the time of being famous because they know that it's it's going to go very quickly. So make the most of it, push it, be there, be arrogant, be confident, do what you have to do when you're at the peak. So what do you feel that the new generation has that we didn't? The confidence. My God, they're so confident. <laughs> Very entitled. Yeah, huh? entitled, yes. But they're so, so confident. I mean, I I read about stories that, that happen. You know, I was just reading about somebody calling uh, calling an editor uh, and saying, I, um, no, I was calling, uh, she's probably 19 years old. She's calling the editor of a magazine and saying that, um, I, you know, I called um, last week and I applied for a position in this uh, in this company, but I haven't heard back. So the editor says, which position was it? So she says, it's the editor's position. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that confidence. Yeah. I mean, we were always like, oh, my God, should we do this? Should we not do this? And we would think of 15,000 times before we would take a step. And we, would, we were very careful as a generation. I think that. Still daring to dream. to dream. You're listening to Midlifers. It is time for some fun. We are in conversation with Romy Purkayasta. Um, Romy, you're going to let down your hair now and put your feet up. It's already down. <laughs> I love those girls, incidentally. Thank you. Well, I'm going to throw you a word. Yeah. And you're going to throw me back a word, a concept, a story, a line, anything you feel. Mm. Okay? Ready? Ready. Love. Companionship. Truth. What you believe. Nice. Curls, as in curly hair. Okay. Uh, you, you love them, you hate them. <laughs> Food? Um, currently everything in my life. <laughs> Wonderful. Loneliness? Um, I don't know. Um, 
sometimes uh it but i think it's it's a part of life which you kind of uh which you kind of need to quickly go go through it's something that you need to uh tell yourself that loneliness is is like a temporary phase and you'll get through it quickly like whenever you're feeling sad you tell yourself it's a it's a phase you'll get through it so loneliness is a is a small part of life are you loneliest in crowds or are you loneliest alone loneliest alone i'm never lonely in a crowd okay swallowing your own words hmm rarely do that <laughs> nice maybe All i right. should do that more often <laughs> really yeah. maybe not you're lucky <laughs> Okay, choices. Yeah. Um, would you choose a cup half empty or half full? Half full. Uh, gypsy or settler? Gypsy. Late night party or quiet evening home? Can't I have a bit of both? <laughs> <laughs> Youth or midlife? The uh the energy of youth the confidence of youth and uh what's the word why am i not getting the word for terao in english terao terao oh that that calm that, that calm, calmness that calm. yes yes that's yeah. a great word it can't be replaced yeah i am not getting the word but that terapan Mm. All right, we are playing truth or dare. So those okay. uh, green cards are your truth okay. and the red is dare. So okay. you can pick either. When you turn it over, it has something. Okay. So go right ahead, Romy. Okay, let's do a truth now. Mhm. Yeah. Hmm. A truth about yourself. Hmm. I hate saying the word sorry. I hate it. So what do you do when you're really feeling bad that you've done something to somebody? I just hang my head in shame and keep quiet. But non-verbal cues. Saying sorry. <laughs> That's lovely you've shared it with us. Yeah, not many people know this about me, so yeah. So it's out there now people. <laughs> um so you're going to now lead us on a walk or you're going to give us a you're going to share a brilliant recipe with us, Romy? So Let me give you a recipe first. This is something that I made yesterday and I absolutely loved how it turned out. And uh like I said at the start of the show, I love doing things which are quick, fun and exciting. So this is a really exciting recipe and it's like one of those things that when you when you actually hear it and when you go to do it yourself, you'll tell yourself, "Wait, what? Why didn't I think of this before?" You know, it's that kind of a thing. Okay what you need is uh four eggs you need a cup of black olives um um little bit of salt and pepper and uh maybe a sprig of rosemary or some sage leaves so what you do is you separate the egg whites and the egg yolk you take the egg yolk you take the egg whites and the olives and you whiz it in a blender for about um 10 15 seconds until it's sabat olive or it's diced it's a, it can be sabat or diced whichever um you take that mix put a little bit of butter in a small pan um make an omelet out of it 
and as you put the egg white and olive mix into the pan as it's spluttering a little bit add the yolk right in the center in about a minute um take it off the pan put it on a dish decorate it with a little sprig of rosemary or a couple of uh, sage leaves um very light sprinkling of uh, salt and a little bit of pepper on top and you have a black omelet with a bright yellow yolk in the center wow and it tastes amazing because you have the olive taste in the omelet and it's lovely i should try it absolutely Tomorrow everyone morning. should try it <laughs> <laughs> and now romi our promised food walk okay people so here we are on a food walk i'm going to take you to a place which is called bori mohalla it's like the beating buzzing heart of mumbai it's very very crowded it's very um it's it's very um full of hand carts and people and there's not enough space to walk around but we'll manage somehow so if you if you are in my group i'm sure you would have introduced yourself to everyone else by now because we are no strangers here we're all friends first what i'll do is i'll take you to this place to try some nice kebabs which are going to be straight off the grill because they are going to be fresh they're going to be smell amazing they're going to smell amazing and they're going to be soft delicious and juicy in your mouth and watch it because you might just burn your fingers they're very very hot now the next stop is this place where um well it's not really a place is this it's just this guy sitting at the corner of a of the street with a giant handi so there's this guy at this time of the year this guy gets this giant dekchi of halim and he will put it in the corner of the street and he will serve it to you in these little um um leaf plates and sprinkle with a little bit of uh, fried onions a squeeze of lemon and some chopped coriander on top it's hot it's gooey it's got meat in it it's dal so it's it's very nutritious it's delicious and you can't stop eating it <laughs> okay next stop and i think this one is um Hang on. I hope you haven't eaten too much because you need to keep space for a lot more coming up. We have the Malpuas coming up. We have the Firnis. We have Taj Ice Cream, which is a hundred and twenty-eight year old store, and you need to have the hand churned ice creams over there. But for now, we are going to do a little bit of a digestive thing. We are going to go to Rim Jim Cold Drink Store, where he's going to mix up these different flavors of cold drinks, and you can have uh, Jaljeera, you can have these purple drinks, green drinks, blue drinks, different colors. They're all delicious. But don't drink too much because if you fill your stomach, you're not going to be able to do the desserts at all. So okay, next we're going to head to the Malpua place, which is the Tawakkals. um there we are going to have the malpuas with rabri these malpuas are made with egg and um and maida and they're made right in front of you so they're fresh they're fluffy they're hot and they're giant they're like as big as uh, those giant parathas that you get and um they will be serving it with a little cold rabri so you have you just break a piece of the malpua you dip it in the rabri and you put it in your mouth and it is divine 
And finally, we are going to go to Taj Ice Cream. Taj Ice Cream is where they still make the ice creams hand churned. So they put the they, they put the ice in the bucket. They take the ice cream and they turn the handle round and round, round and round, round and round. It's a very painstaking process, but the resultant ice cream is a really creamy, smooth, beautifully flavored ice cream, and they have some lovely flavors. My favorite is the guava here. They make some fresh guava hand-churned ice cream. They also have the sita fall, the custard apple. They have uh, chocolate. If you love your chocolate ice creams, they have their chocolate. Um, they have butterscotch. They have your pista. So they have different kinds of flavors. Uh, they have the fruit flavors, which they're famous for. Uh, but do try the guava one. That's the one that they run out of very quickly. So um, go there early. Try it out quickly. How wonderful, <laughs> Romi! I already feel as if I've eaten all these things, partaken of them, and now I'm ready to burp. <laughs> so there you have it, straight from the horse's mouth. Don't even bother counting calories, Romi Purkayasta. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Saloni. You've always been a good friend and always an inspiration for me. I try and do whatever you do. No, seriously, I, I've <laughs> I've been following you down the years, and you know you're quite an inspiration. I don't know, I don't know if you know that about yourself and about me, but you've always been an inspiration. And thank you for being in my life. And thank you for listening in. If you're forty and you know it, do reach out. You can post queries, ideas, opinions on my Twitter handle at Sal Radiohead. Till next week, then. This is Saloni Mehta calling it a wrap. Live it up, live it wicked. Midlifers with Saloni.